Well, tonight we're back to our little series on um, the qualities mentioned in Second Peter chapter 1. Uh, what we're going to do this week and next week is look at two qualities so that we get the, the, the series finished in time for Easter. Uh, tonight we're going to think about steadfastness and godliness. And then next week we're going to think about brotherly affection and love. Uh, before we think about our next two qualities, uh, let's read uh, the little section from Second Peter chapter 1. It's verses 5 to 7. Uh, we've been reading this at the start of our times together in this series. Uh, helpful just to see the context and to read the list in full together. So Peter says, verse 5, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. So tonight we're thinking about two words or qualities. First of all, we're going to think about steadfastness. And this word means to have the quality of being resolutely firm and unwavering. Uh, the ESV uses the word steadfastness, but perhaps a better translation is the NIV's word perseverance. Uh, perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Uh, just as self-control is moderation with regard to good things, so steadfastness or perseverance is the willingness to put up with tough times because of the promise of better days ahead. A Christian will therefore persevere, even though it may be distressing to stand out in a world, in a society that is opposed to God. Uh, the reason Christians are to persevere is that history has its goal in the return of Christ. Uh, we sort of touched on this on Sunday evening. History isn't cyclical, as we said. It's linear. It's going somewhere. It's heading in a certain direction. History is moving slowly but surely towards the return of Christ. And in 2 Peter 3, verse 14, Peter says, Since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. In other words, because you're looking forward to the, to the return of Christ, make sure that you persevere. Uh, perseverance means keeping going until the very end, having set out for heaven through faith in Christ. We must continue on that same direction and be loyal to that which we have taken up. Uh, Peter can see the finish line before him. In 1.14, he talks about the putting off of his body. He has persevered to the end. He has failed. We, we saw that clearly on Sunday evening. Yet we stand beside him in the line of failures. Despite his failings, he did persevere to the end. Now, what does this look like for us? Uh, we don't just wake up one morning having obtained the quality of steadfastness. It will mean going God's way in the long term. Uh, a Bible teacher called Eugene Peterson has used a very helpful phrase uh, which is that the Christian life is essentially a long obedience in the same direction. A long obedience in the same direction. The mature Christian doesn't give up. A mature follower of Jesus who exhibits steadfastness will be like the steady shining of a star. Here's a question for you. You've got to answer, okay? Can you see the stars during the day? What's the answer? No, no you can't. You can see them at night, but you can't see them during the day. Here's another question. 
do the stars still shine during the day? So you see them at night, you can't see them in the day. Do they still shine during the day? Yeah, they do, of course they do. Stars aren't visible during the sunlit hours of daytime because uh, the light scattering properties of our atmosphere spread sunlight across the sky. Seeing the, the dim light of a distant star in the light of the sun is as difficult as spotting a single snowflake in a blizzard. Now here's where that illustration is going. Stars shine all the time, whether it's dark or whether it's light, they shine constantly. A mature follower of Jesus who exhibits steadfastness will be like the steady shining of a star. It's good to think about the opposite. What does it look like when someone doesn't have steadfastness or perseverance? Well, they'll be a little bit like a meteor, a, a meteor that streaks through the sky with brilliance and light, yet quickly disappears from view. Think of a meteor shower. It looks amazing, but it doesn't last that long. God's people who are exhibiting steadfastness will be like the steady shining of a star. They'll pers persevere in studying the Bible. They'll not miss church. They'll serve sacrificially. They'll just keep plugging away in following Jesus and doing their best to serve him. So that's steadfastness. What, what about our second word or quality tonight, godliness? Well, godliness has already been mentioned by Peter in verse 3. Uh, he uses it there as a catch-all word for a very, uh, for a very uh, practical view of God in every aspect of life. In using the word, Peter is, con uh, is contrasting the life of believers with the lives of the false teachers. Now, we haven't really got on to looking at the false teachers yet and what they're up to. It's covered in chapter 2, but they're described as ungodly in 2 verse 6. Believers, on the other hand, are to be godly. P Peter is calling for Christians to have devotion to God. Uh, last time I mentioned uh, Jerry Bridges. He's written a brilliant book called Respectable Sins in which he forensically goes through different sins that we tolerate in our lives. He is a very provocative chapter on ungodliness. This is how it begins. He says this. He says, when I talk about specific areas of acceptable sins, one comment I often hear is that pride is the root cause of them all. I believe there is another that is even more basic, more widespread, and more apt to be the root cause of our, of, of, of our other sins. That is the sin of ungodliness, of which we are all guilty to some degree. And then he goes on to give a definition of ungodliness. He says that ungodliness is living one's everyday life with little or no thought of God, or of God's will, or of God's glory, or of one's dependence on God. We can trace all sin back to this root sin of ungodliness. Uh, a good way to think about it is to think of a tree. We can, all, uh, we can think of all of our sins, big and small, growing from the root system of a tree. Roots sustain a tree, and ungodliness, in a sense, sustains other sins. Ungodliness gives life to our more visible sins. If godliness or if ungodliness is such a problem, what, what can we do about it? Well, Paul wrote this to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4 verse 7. He said, have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths, rather train yourself for godliness. Uh, the word train comes from the athletic culture of the day and refers to the practice athletes went through daily to prepare themselves for competitions. It implies commitment, consistency, discipline and training. 
Uh, you might even say steadfastness and perseverance. Paul and also Peter wanted all believers of every age to, to be just as committed to growth in godliness as the athletes of the day. Uh, here's a, a fairly poor illustration, but it might be helpful for us as we think this material through. When I was younger, uh, I was a big fan of the Harry Potter books. Uh, there were special openings in Waterstones in Newry and probably all over the country before at least one of the titles was released. So I, I was one of those teenagers that went along at like 11 o'clock to queue before a special midnight opening just so I could get the new book. And I did it at least once and I remember that dad took me in and it worked out okay in the end for him because we got our photo taken for the local paper. He was happy with the publicity and I was happy because I got my new book. But think of the zeal in wanting to get something like that. Think, think of the desire to have, to, to have something in that way. Think of making the extra effort just to gain something of little or no eternal significance. Here's a really penetrating question to ask ourselves. Do any of us have a similar zeal for godliness? Are we willing to make similar efforts to take similar steps so that we might become more godly? It's a question worth thinking through. Steadfastness and godliness then, two more qualities that we're to exhibit and to show as followers of the Lord Jesus. And as we long for these things in our lives, we're conscious that Jesus is both our saviour and our example. Our saviour in that we're relying on his performance for our salvation. Our example in that we're following his pattern of life. Think of how he showed steadfastness and godliness, steadfast and perseverance as he as he endured the agonies of the cross, godliness as he received physical beatings from wicked men. What happens to us in experiencing God's work in our lives follows the same pattern as what happened to Jesus in his death and resurrection. It might be painful for us to grow in steadfastness and godliness, but Jesus has endured the cross so that we might know him now and forever. Therefore, no sacrifice or change should be too great for us to make. Let's pray that the Lord would help us to grow in these areas then, that we would show steadfastness and that we would grow in godliness as well. Let's pray for a moment. Father, we're thankful for your word to us. We realize that it's a challenge to us at times. We confess that we lack steadfastness, that we lack perseverance at times, that we give up all too easily. And we also confess that instead of exhibiting godliness, we, we so often exhibit ungodliness. And we pray that you would forgive us for those times when we haven't lived in, in light of what you've done for us. We haven't lived in light of your glory. We pray that you'd help us to, to, to grow and cultivate these things in our lives so that these qualities might be noticed by others, that we would be steadfast, that we would persevere when life becomes difficult, when life becomes hard when following Jesus is costly and difficult, and that we would also be known for our godliness, that we would, that we would, that people would know that we follow Jesus simply because of how we behave and because of how we live. Father, we pray for your help by your spirit with these things, and we pray that you would continue with us now in Jesus' name. Amen.